All right, Leafs talk. J.D. Bunkus, Sam McKee, Justin Bourne. The Leafs are alive, and I am still screwing with my lighting. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I'm getting in frame. <laughs> I, had to, <laughs> I had to do quick there fellas uh they're live it's 3-1 the series they got a game now all they have to do is do what the florida panthers did a series ago uh justin Bourne, let's come to you first what was the story of the game um i you know for me it's the least defensive effort joseph wall goes in net right this guy who unproven big moment save your season and you know there's not too many saves they you know where you can go wow they asked him to make a superhuman save not a ton of great a's so yeah, totally unsexy, but good positional play. You're in Florida. They already score a lot, like I said. And, yeah, they didn't give them a whole lick tonight. So I thought good good structure. Ugh, boring, but good. Yeah. Yeah. Sammy. Elite defensive structure for me, too. I just – I they played so well defensively tonight. Like, I just – I really – like, I mean, I thought they played well defensively in game three as well, and they just couldn't get a goal. And they, you know, yeah. one one extra goes in or two extra go in. But I just thought they were really, really good to a man. Maybe outside of McCabe, we can talk about that later. But I was just impressed with their commitment. How many block? How many shots did they block tonight? Twenty. Felt like, yeah. I was wow, gonna really? say. I was gonna. I was gonna say twenty-five. It just felt like it was really, really high. And if you want to talk about stepping up and wanting to win a game, that's one way you show it is commitment by blocking shots. So I was impressed by their defensive effort too. Story of the game for me. I should say that I started counting block shots during the game, and I have 21. That's a JD okay. stat. Oh, so okay. <laughs> might be uh, no less official than the random guy who does it from the rafters in the building. I assure you. Yeah, I was yeah. going to say that I think I'm the most trustworthy guy when it comes to the block shots. <laughs> you would I'll, think that. I'll be surprised if I'm off by more than one or two. But I counted 21, and I agree with you guys. I think that. Basically, the way that I was going to say it was not so much defensive structure, but just the, the Leafs controlled the pace of the game for once against the Florida Panthers. Like, it felt like mm -hmm. the Panthers couldn't do what they wanted to. They weren't really counterpunching. The Leafs took away the middle of the ice, and they played a game that we were sort of accustomed to seeing from the Leafs a lot this regular season, right? Like, what did we say was different about the Leafs this year? Was you felt way more comfortable about the idea they would win a playoff-style hockey game, a 2-1 yeah. hockey game, because of their structure, as you guys mentioned, their willingness to sell out and just the way that they could slow a game down. And so, yeah, boring. I'm with you. Tonight was boring. There were definitely moments where my eyes started to glaze over and I went, no, no, no. Like, you got to stay locked in. This is your job. But I think that the Leafs deserve a lot of credit for this one. But it is crazy, though, right? Like, we're here sitting here after game four. They've only scored twice four straight games against the Florida Panthers team that was like 23rd in expected goals against or something this year. They got scored on a ton. It is, it's the one thing that's like that element didn't change for me by the same token, right? There was no, there was not a ton of great A's. They had some great chances. Sure. But I mean, they get great chances in every game. Just it's the one where I'm like, yeah, they played really well tonight. I'm, I'm not going to be overly critical of them, but that, you know, last show we talked about the absence of greatness. Well, it wasn't exactly present tonight. I agree. And and this is like not to get in. I have a lot of I have so a lot of positive notes and a lot of negative notes tonight to kind of go through. And I, I think that you guys are probably gonna be the same. But to already kind of go on that, I think like the style of play in which they invoked is a good one, but you're still wanting to see what you saw in that first period of game two, which is just some dominance and some feeling like Toronto still is able to just take over the game. And tonight it was like what you more would have expected a game from them against like Tampa Bay, where they're trying to like level out the skill and wait for their chances and take advantage of them a little bit more with the slow down play. 
because yeah, I just, if you think about the way Toronto scored tonight, even to take that a step further, they get a puck that bounces off the boards in one of the weirdest ways I can remember this season for them for the first power play goal after over a minute and a half where they could barely get the puck in the zone on the power play. And then they get a Mitch Marner soft wrister that just has eyes and finds its way through Bobrovsky. And so, you know, you get two goals tonight, but they're also kind of, it didn't feel like they deserved more than two goals tonight. No, I'm, I'm trying to think of like outside of those two that actually went in, which ones, I guess the Tavares semi breakaway where he tried to go back to the same movie did in game two would be one Tavares that would jump two. up in my mind. He had another one where he took it yeah. to the net, right? Yeah. 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 That was on the power play before the Willie goal when he kind of like cut to the middle of the net and had a good chance, but you're right. Like the offense here was not sparkling. Like that's the, the, one of the big takeaways to me is like how they needed this defensive effort to be able to win this game. What is How many straight games is this two goals now? Five, six, six. Like it's, it's really remarkable. And if there's one thing and dare I say that gives me hope going forward here in this series, starting on Friday night is that they're due to put a few in the net here. Like I know they haven't not been, you know, kicking down the door necessarily, Mm -hmm. but at some point, you know, four or five got to go in the net here, right? Like it's just, it's crazy. Their lack of scoring, they got to win tonight, but it feels like some, a breakout has to come here eventually. Yeah. I think yeah, back but- to the, you know, the, the second game in Toronto there where they really carried the run of play and it was just odd man, rush, odd man, rush, odd man, rush. It's still the same Florida team. Like uh, I'm sure they're doing some things, you know, they've made some adjustments there systems wise, but yeah, that element is there. And that's sure, Sam, like, it's not like, anyone sitting here is like, they're going to win this series. But if you want to have some hope, they have good offensive players that haven't scored yet. And that is like more likely to come at some point. So yeah, it's a, it's a bit of a bright spot. I'll just say though, I I thought that Florida's mistake tonight was, it felt like both teams were tentative and you Mm -hmm. could kind of feel how big the first goal of the game was. Mm -hmm. And both teams just seemed kind of fine with keeping it out to the perimeter, like trying to make, that like get those shots through. And again, the Leafs win the game because they eventually did get one of those shots through, but yeah, not a lot of stuff in the front of the net, not a lot of chances from everybody tonight. It was very much a laid back. Everyone just be careful with it game. And I think again, if you're the Leafs, you'd much rather play that style of game with Florida than the other way around where you're starting to take risks. So like the, the positive spin for me is I, I just think that, ultimately you were on the road. You just needed to get one. And for you to play that way to get one is like pretty important. Absolutely. And yeah, like, go ahead, morning. No, go ahead. Well, Sammy, I just want to talk about the idea of like, we, we said, we're talking about in our group chat, the underdog status and what it does for a team in a series like this, like Florida comes into it and Kachuk says, we just want to keep it close. The longer it goes, the better off we are. And so when nothing happens in a game and you're the established underdog, yeah. you're winning right? You're building confidence. We're still in there. We're still in there. You're getting stronger. And the team that's supposed to win in that same scenario is going, we can't get one. We can't get one. We're pressing. And so every time these games are close long, it feels like advantage Florida, which is so silly. So that, that break they get tonight, kind of the break they need, right? Get them out ahead and then they can kind of play a little bit better. And I don't know, it's maybe they they'll need bounces like that throughout the game, but they need to be content when it's close. It's Florida's no longer an underdog. They are in the driver's seat. So that's a great point and one that, you know, can't be overlooked. And I think what we saw from Tampa, uh, sorry, from Florida a little bit tonight is just the, we talk about it so many times of the Leafs when they had chances to eliminate teams, 
you know, it's that old cliche in playoff hockey, you know, the fourth wins, the hardest one to get. Mm-hmm. And they look like a team that was like, holy crap, we got a chance. We are the eight seed. We got a chance to eliminate the Leafs here, like on our home ice. And I thought they looked like they, for the first time in this series, that they were gripping the sticks a little bit. Like they weren't as offensive flowing, like playing as free. And I'm not saying that's going to translate to the rest of the series or whatever. It just felt like, I think you said tentative. They just, both teams seemed tentative to me, but I think Florida actually seemed a little bit more tentative. Like they were gripping the sticks, like they were feeling the pressure for the first time. And that kind of gets to your point, Borny, about being going from the underdog to being in the driver's seat. Yeah, I think both teams are feeling it. And this is, you forget that, the team that's been as unsuccessful as the Toronto Maple Leafs is the Florida Panthers. <laughs> and yeah, that that's true. Yeah. you you look at these two teams tonight and they were again, they were the the Mexican standoff in the office where it's just, you know, everybody's got the gun <laughs> like, who's gonna do it? Who's gonna make a move? Who's gonna who's gonna be the first one to actually pull the trigger on something? Because I think both these are tentative. And yeah, I, I thought it was Bourne's thought where the longer it went on and Florida was around it, that they were going to be able to win and that mm-hmm. it really did tonight come down to first goal. And again, I, I'm, I think Toronto played well. I think that they played a style that they're probably more comfortable playing with than Florida is. And if you play that game over, uh, let's say a hundred times, I think Toronto is going to come out on top of that more times than not. They also had a backup goalie in net for the entire game. And I think that there was probably a little bit more import to make sure that they were extremely defensively responsible to not let him get exposed early, lose his confidence. Like, yeah, man, the, you know how the, like the LA Kings in 2014, when they came back in their series and they beat the San Jose Sharks, you know, the mentors of Marner and Matthews, the big chokers, <laughs> San Jose Sharks, uh, Jonathan Quick let in five <laughs> goals in four games. Like, that yeah, was yeah. one of the big stories of that series. And I, and I do think that the Leafs' path forward here is not going to be them running up the scores and them getting in run and gun with the Florida Panthers where they're susceptible to those like counterpunch moments with their backup goaltender in that against Bobrovsky. I think it's this style of game. Like I think we're going to see a lot more of this moving forward, even when they're at home. So the one thing that has to change then, if we're talking about the absence of greatness and, um, you know, they just got to win. So don't want to be negative or whatever, but like, Mm. you know, you and I uh, talked about betting Matthews over four and a half shots tonight because no brainer. If you're going to go out, you're going to go down chucking. And, you know, I think he ended up with four, which, you know, heartbreak hotel. Ouch. Yeah. Tough break, boys. We did bet the Leafs, though. Everyone across the board bet the Leafs tonight. So I didn't bet. I didn't bet. I didn't bet on the Leafs. Okay, I I was going to say that it was pretty clearly a Leafs are going to check up and get one of these game for me. But sorry, but but still, so so no Matthews. You know, they didn't get the showing from him that I had hoped to get. And I know Marner leaves that game with a goal and an assist, but you know, he gets a second assist on a off the ref thing that he has nothing to do with and shoots off his foot. Yeah, and shoots one from sixty some feet. You know that, that finds his way through. I, I. So, do we have the the Marner pack? So, mm-hmm. I think if Marner, that goal, if he can take that and get some good vibes, his confidence with the puck right now. Watches a turnover pack of Mitch Marner in this game, where this guy has been so confident with the puck all year long. Guys, he's turning the puck, uh, the puck over on thirty percent of his ozone touches. Sorry, thirty three percent. Like a, a third of the time he gets it in the ozone. He's turning the puck over in the regular season. It was like 19. There's one high in the zone. You know, they're almost going back the other way. And I, you know, I won't talk over the whole pack, but like, there's just so many times where like this guy has shown so much poise all season. 
um, you know, elite offensive guy just handed it to the other team too much. Yeah. So I'm with you in terms of, I wrote down in the notes of huge confidence moment for Marner. The only thing is, is that after that, he has a chance to put the game away with a shorthanded goal and muffs it. And then he has another turnover shortly after that. That was a pretty egregious one. And I went, boy, that didn't really last too long. You're right. I would say that from biggest negatives of the game, it was that I, I like, I still am waiting for Matthews and Marner to have some force in the hockey game. 91, 88 were flying early and Tavares cannot really move. He's just so slow in this series. There's just a couple of times where he gets stuck in the D zone and he's trying to go like across the ice. And it's just, it's hard to watch. I will but, say though, he doesn't seem nervous like the other guys to me. He's, he's still not. making the same plays he always did. Yeah. That's, that's what I'm saying though, is that I, th- I liked Tavares and I liked Nylander tonight. And I went, boy, I would be splitting up Marner and Matthews, but also the way that Nylander and Tavares were going, I almost thought maybe you're just keeping those two together. Cause they're actually playing well tonight. You're going to need more from 16 and 34 in this series if you're going to come back. Like, I think that's pretty clear that they got one tonight. But to me, it felt like, again, their teammates, it's weird to say this when Marner got a primary assist and a goal, but like their teammates bought them more time to get back into this series. Yeah, absolutely. And like, yeah, I just, I thought that uh, you used the word tentative. It's just Marner seems tentative with the puck, and that comes down to confidence. And we're still—is this pack still a turnover yeah, pack? Like, like, look how many turnovers there are yeah. for our YouTube audience that's watching this thing. Like, and some of them are completely unforced, or like it's like minimal is... pressure. That one was horrific. Like, there's just yeah. some really yeah, tough so, stuff in that pack. So, I—you're right. You just nailed it. Like, they need—I—I I don't. I, there was a time where they put O'Reilly with those two guys, mm-hmm. where I was like, okay, this is a good little wrinkle here. And throughout that game, I was wondering if they were going to do the switch, but you were right about Tavares and Willie playing well together. I don't, I don't know what else you can do. Like, is there another shuffle you can do where you move them even more apart? Like, it just really feels like it's either going to be those two guys that, or those sort of those four guys that interchange playing with each other. I don't think there's going to be any other adjustments outside of that. So you just have to f- hope that going forward here, two guys that have been elite together all year for multiple years, just get hot for a few games and figure it out because they haven't to this point. Like they really haven't. And I know Marner got both, like he had an assist on one of the goals and scored the winning goal. So it's really hard to be incredibly critical, but I don't think he had a really good game tonight. Like a full stop. Like I didn't think he was excellent by any stretch. Mm-hmm. And I think back to we had Ken Hitchcock on Real Kipper and Bourne and, and Hitchcock saying, you know, when you go into big games, what you don't want is your team to be dealing with newness, new line, new formations, new whatever. Yeah. And so these are big games. And so Keith's saying, all right, Matthews and Marner, figure it out or, you know, <laughs> or that's kind of how it's going to go. So uh, I, I, I got to say, I'm giving another bad grade to Keith tonight. I just I, I really didn't like it. Um, there were just a couple of moments again. Why after a timeout are you throwing Tavares over the board to take a D zone face off when he's one of the slowest guys on your team? Like there, it, why was math were Matthews and Marner never really broken up at any points in this game to I don't think it's a complete coincidence that McCabe had his worst game of his entire Leafs tenure as he gets cycled into that newness that you're talking about. Like one of Keith's biggest failings as a coach in the playoffs is not recognizing that Marner and Matthews need a shakeup. And it happened again tonight and it it works out again. A puck has eyes. It makes its way through and they get one on a power play. That's pretty cheap. But I thought, man, William Nylander is going. He's got his legs. Try yeah. putting him with Matthews and see if you can have that infectiousness bleed off. Like 
have a player who can gain the zone with ease playing with these two guys instead of Callie Yarncrock, who is like, I don't know how many times tonight Callie Yarncrock just did nothing. Like it was, this was the most neutral it's, game. It's I remarkable remember. how hard his nothing is. Oh like my I just, God. It's just like, wow, you really are crushing this nothing thing. He like works really, hard. He does. Can he just yeah, get he, a puck in deep though? One time, like, can he just, when he has the puck on his stick and he crosses the halfway, like, can he just get one puck in deep and not hand it over to a defenseman who starts a breakout against the Leafs? I, I, I just putting yarn up on the top line, having it happen as long as it did keeping Matthews and Marner together, shaking up the blue line that way. I just, that, I, I don't, I don't really understand what the thought process here is here anymore with some of this stuff, man. To give, to, to give him some credit, he did get Nylander with Marner and Tavar or sorry, Marner and Matthews, a couple of shifts mm-hmm. trying to shake it up. That's the advantage of having the 11. So, it is funny to sit here and talk about this game and all the guys that we didn't love and you come out on top knowing how much more some of these guys had to give. So I, I just want to throw to the guys that I did think were good tonight. Mark Giordano was excellent. Um, really like that cost him the goal. Yeah. I like David camp uh, a lot despite getting completely brained. What a filthy <sighs> hit that was. Um, and you know, so I like some depth guys. I thought, you know, Hall's fine. Lilligan, those I guys were all right again tonight. What's that? I you loved, loved Riley. I loved Riley again tonight. I just thought he was steady. How made many the minutes do you think Gio played tonight? As as Sorry, how many, minutes, how many minutes do you think Gio Nine? played tonight? Uh, 11, 12. 9.52. Yeah. You know what's funny is they, they showed the, his ice time to intermission. He was over eight. So he only got out for another shift in the third period. That's mm-hmm. funny. To me, McCabe, guys, I think, I don't know if it's the, the bump down that shook McCabe, the new partner that shook him. But ever since the big hits he threw that then ended poorly immediately, a goal against and a penalty against, he's not as aggressive. And he almost needs that. Like, I think you got to live with the risk of him trying to throw those hits. Otherwise, he's just not effective. It feels like someone talked to him, eh? Like, he's like, hey, man, maybe just dial back those massive bone crunchers in the neutral zone. And it's not. It's not. He feels like he's super caught in between what he's trying to do out there. Like, he's he's actively thinking about being aggressive and not aggressive as opposed to just feeling it. And what is he now in this series dash? What? Like he has not been good. And again, tonight he falls down multiple times. He loses the skate blade, which is always a funny thing trying to get the guy back to the bench. But yeah, like athletic move though there. Oh really? Yeah. Right. You know yeah. how hard that would have been? Like yeah. I was getting tired watching him do that. <laughs> no, like, I know. I was, not, I was really easy. impressed, but I don't trust him at all. And I don't, I just, I really don't like I've gone from full trust in him throughout the Tampa series to watching him in this one being like, I'm really concerned when he's on the ice, which you is know, not a good feeling. Cause he has to play a lot. There was a play in the third. That was actually one of the most concerning ones to me where he has the puck and he's like waiting to start the breakout and he just doesn't move. And he just stands like completely. Yeah, still. I know the exact one. Yeah. Yeah. Let's go. go forward. Yeah, like he's standing back and the Florida four checker comes in on him and just bowls him over and takes the puck and creates a chance. And I'm going, I, I don't know what that what we just saw was like, oh, I man. like he was standing there looking and waiting for someone. He he looks like his confidence was shot. He'd look like a guy that didn't know his deep partner. And I will say that it does remind me going back to why I don't like that move so much is when the trades first happened and the Leafs brought in so many new bodies, right? Mm-hmm. The 
I remember having on a million people on my podcast, former players, and everyone went, you know, a lot of these guys, skill guys, like Ryan O'Reilly's going to be able to play anywhere. Nola Chari's going to be able to play anywhere. The interesting thing is going to be reps amongst these defense partners. Like, it's so critical to be able to know and trust where your defense partner is going to be in big moments, and especially yeah. against hard forechecking teams that come hard in the playoffs. And tonight, like that flashback I was having from talking to former Blue Liners was like, the number one thing that kept popping up for me with McCabe is all of a sudden you've gone from playing with TJ Brody where you know where he is and you know what he's doing and maybe they haven't been great together, but to uh, how many minutes do you think he's played with those other guys so far like this season since becoming a Maple Leaf? Like a combined what? Nothing? He's not a time. Cody a lot. Not yeah, a so I just thought it was a real risky maneuver. And it, and here we go again heading back to home ice, and I'm wondering what the hell Sheldon Keefe is going to do with these combinations. It's just yeah. it's wild, dude. They're in round really two. Is. It's game, it's game the, five, and they're going to the, be switching it up again. The only, the only sure thing uh, which we all predicted was Luke Shen and Morgan Riley. Like, that's the only sure thing in this world is those two guys playing together. Mm-hmm. Luke Shen, should we? The defensive play he makes at the yes. end of the game is a game saver. As Carter Verhagen got across the net, season saver. You're right. Like Wall is down, he's on his knees. Verhage is this far from getting that puck past the stick and just dumping it in the empty net. Um, yeah, run that sis if we can. We'll take a look at uh, Luke Shen's hero play here. Oh, coming back here. We're far back on this play. That's all right. That's okay. We're just, yeah. we're, I guys want to do your best at play. I play. Doesn't go out. Here it is. Shen goes to block the shot. The diving two-hand tomahawk chop that gets the bounce. That's uh, such yeah. a great read. Luke's <laughs> troops, baby. Luke's forever. Luke's troops, baby. Like, forever. I, man, I'm so petty with it. It's like, fun. he made that play tonight. And I just, I, I had to dial back to go to Twitter and be like, imagine being one of those dorks that got upset about the third round pick that went out the door for Luke Shen. <laughs> it's like, imagine what Sandine did in that situation. That's what I'm saying is like, it's, that's, at this point, it's pretty clear. Wow. Yeah. It just, from this playoff run, he's been the most important guy that they've gotten. Like he now, was in- now, let me say, to start the game, they had that oh, aerial camera yeah. going on. Oh, and there's a talk about that right now. Between him and Bray. <laughs> Why are you doing this? Hey, no, no comment from the Luke's troop, uh, the Luke's troops. No comment, no, buddy. He's, he's got no foot speed. And it, it's funny. Cause I, it's, it's weird watching this series between these two teams, because everyone talked about how Toronto should be able to take advantage of Mark Stahl. Right. And how, Hey, Mark Stahl is really slow now and you should be able to get him and Gudis and their blue line. And just Toronto is so much slower than Florida. It, it's not close yeah. between these two yeah. teams. Like Sam Lafferty pops so much for he Toronto does. because he he's one of their only fast guys. I mean, yeah, Duclair flies for Haggy flies. How did oh, Geo stop for Duclair on that play? Like we should have clipped that play. and done an actual breakdown. Because, How did that happen? Because Duclair didn't take it to the damn net. Yeah. You, you know, it's like, it's such a hockey thing. Go at least get your penalty on the way there. That's what I mean. Like if you cut that to the middle of the ice, you're going to, Geo's going to fall. Someone's going to fall. You might blow up the, the only goalie goal he got. Like, like, you never know. Like, just take that to the net and he tries to go around. And for him to make the play, push him behind the net, and then make the read to come out. And, and not go behind the net. Yes. And he comes out and gets the stick out again. Yeah, Geo was noticeably good for the first couple of periods. Obviously, he didn't play much in the third. But, yeah, I thought he was pretty good. So, there you go. Worked out for them. Um, yeah. It worked out for them. I, I will say that. 
when we're talking about like the core four guys though, because, and I do think we should just spend a little bit more time on it. Cause we talked about Matthews and Marner, I think enough, it's pretty clear. Yeah. You're going to need them to play with more presence than what they had tonight. Again, despite the fact that Marner gets the big goal and the game winner and an assist that frankly is one of the most undeserved assists yeah. in the history of hockey. Like that, that, that may that goal have played. been unassisted. Yeah. That, well, I was going to say that may as well have been how you guys see Gretzky telling that story about how back in the day they would just like, tell the scorekeepers who got the assists on the bench <laughs> that that reminded me of one of those there's always a kid in your team we'd call a chisel just chiseling assists yeah. Chisel. <laughs> that's good i like that but i Working just the ref. I, I was really impressed with stretches of nylander tonight and i oh, yeah. it, it, i don't know what the hell it, it, you're afraid of it going away but is it too far afield to say that right now it just feels like he's the number one driver for the Leafs? No question. He, he was the best, it, best big core four member tonight by far. Like, not I mean, you know what it is for him? It's his strength. He's yeah. so strong. The series has gotten tight and physical, and he's so confident hanging onto the puck. No one can get through him like the way Yager used to use his ass. It's great. Yeah, yeah. I'm just enjoying watching him play. And, and I do have this feeling like I wrote down a note in the second period that was like, They've got their best combination of guys that I think they could have out right now. And the guys were 44, 92, 91, 88. Yeah, that's correct, I think. And, and I, I don't. They, oh. No, I was just going to say they had an offensive zone draw. And I was like, this is the combination that I want to see out here for this. I, I know right. Willie's. I know Willie scored on the power play tonight, but I don't love him on the power play still. Like I just, him playing on that second unit. It's just a weird mix for him. It feels like he's got a little bit too much responsibility. He's trying to just fire everything. Like, I don't I don't know the fit for him on the power play, but, like, it just feels I, – I don't know. The power play didn't get many looks, obviously, tonight, but I just don't think he makes a lot of the smartest decisions on the power play. Bernie, where are you on that? I like it. I like that they have a threat, and they also throw him over the boards first regardless of who changes, and Keith has said that, yeah. so it's like – whoever's coming, he's going out there. So if you know, he may end up getting more than the rest of the second unit. And at the same time, you know, the first unit works well, having a couple of puck recovery guys, uh, you know, I like O'Reilly's got a nice goal from Marner and one of their power plays. So I'm fine with it. I think, I think it's a pretty good compromise for getting everyone their, their looks. And, and they I'll got, just say, oh, I like, I like how giving Nylander more power play time. Like you've got something with him right now. He's a mercurial guy. I'm not messing with the most important time. He's a year away from a contract. I'm he's, he's been your best player. I'm rewarding him with the most important ice time. And especially given that Toronto's power play has struggled to gain the zone at times. Mm -hmm. yeah. And what does he do better than anybody on the team? He gains the zone. And so, yeah, yeah maybe Sammy, the fit isn't as comfortable as it once was. And I also am a fan of the Ryan O'Reilly Tavares in front of the net, kind yeah. of moving around piece of it. But, I, I want him out there. I want him out there, and I want to like let him eat. So, I, so I may maybe misunderstood. I don't like him like on this. I think I maybe meant that he should be on the top unit. Like I don't know if like I don't like him driving his own one. Thought maybe he oh, could be yeah, on the top no, one is what I'm getting at. Sorry, oh, I maybe yeah. miss miss. Yeah, my bad. I just kind of meant that like I don't love him making all the decisions on the power play, which it feels like he does on the second unit when it's out there. So I think Ryan O'Reilly playing on his broken fibula. Like I've loved what he's given them. <laughs> But I think it might be time to get to get Willie Nylander back up on the top unit because 
Nylan, uh, O'Reilly looks really hurt to me. O'Reilly won a puck battle with like 15 seconds left that, though, that I was just like, yes, you know, like he's yeah. just that. He still does that. Dude. He's still heavy on his stick, but God, yeah. he's laboring. There's something wrong with his lower body. I don't know what it is, but it's not smooth out there right now when he's skating around. It never was really smooth, but he's really, really hurting. No, he's like a guy where if you're in his orbit in his reach, you're in trouble. Yeah. He's getting and then from you. the second you get outside of his orbit and his reach, it's like, yeah, uh, you, you know, he's like a sumo wrestler. He's like, if you if you're in tight, he's going to beat you up. You're going down to the ground. But if you can run away, you, he's not yeah. going to catch you. Got a few guys like that. Yeah, yeah, he's he's looking really labored. I actually had a thought of I think you're almost at the point now, given the way that camp has played and the way that Ryan O'Reilly looks that. You're bumping O'Reilly out to the wing and you're bumping up camps minutes and giving him three C. What do you guys think of that? Love it. I yeah, I don't want to play O'Reilly on the wing, but I like the idea of getting camp more. Camp's been really good. I will say with camp, he got trucked by Kachuk. The Gudis hit, which was a board, a charge, a rough, take your pick. You can't let guys grease guys after the whistle. Um, but you know, he is a little hesitant. He's playing great. Fast, good decision to the puck. He's involved. I really have liked his game, but there's a few times he gets the puck and someone's coming lately and he's like, ah, just you take it. I don't want to deal with this. This hit is, is this- definitely late and dangerous, but there is something just so satisfying about seeing just a hit of that magnitude, right? Is that the hardest hit of the year? Yeah. That is a nail shot. No, like, I don't Truba- know if a guy's been hit harder than that. I oh, yeah, Truba yeah, on, on myself Meyer. the wrong end of that in junior 13 times. Yeah. And he Truba just got like. Was- so many people to fill their diapers this season that he's yeah. like my favorite guy in the NHL. There's no one I like more because he just hits people and it's very rare now. And it upsets the people who like, I am very convinced don't really like hockey. Uh, <laughs> they like video game hockey, I think maybe or something. I, I don't know, but uh, that was just hard. Like that was yeah. vicious contact. That's it a car kind. Don't you have a heart? Like that's a person. Yeah. I, I don't. I like hard hits, and I, I like. Oh, and he, oh my! He got under the shoulder, like he got the shoulder, got the shoulder low enough so that you're right. Yeah. He like guided him with the shoulder, turned him yeah. like such. He, a, he should be oh. watching the next two minutes of hockey from the booth beside the scorekeeper. Yeah. Like I, don't, I, I have no like. I don't think like we talked about it in the intermission a little bit me when we were testing, but I don't. I'm think not as offended that's, by it as you guys are. No. No, I'm not offended by it. Like the whistle, like be saying it's after the whistle. The whistle happened as he was two feet away, shoulder to shoulder. He's that whistle. You might as well. Like he did not hear that whistle. He's blasting him regardless of what happens there. But yeah. it should have been two. Should have been a yeah. two. Four on four I, after the holding the stick. I think we all would have been good with that. I would have said it was a charge, not roughing or I, I like if I was going to call it a penalty, I'm saying it's charging. Yeah. I, I just. I'd say I, I don't think it's roughing. I don't think it's boarding. I just think it's a clean. If if it's not the, for the charge, like the most of the hit to me is clean, in my opinion, about it. Yeah, it's just like that violent force. You're like, you can't do that. But I understand your point. Yeah, do you stick, do you but he can do that because he did do that. Right. Yeah, he did, <laughs> he did it. He did it. He did it. He did. And he got no penalty, and no, no, no one fought him. And well, he would never. Fight and the him, next he... shift, David Camp got the puck when he yeah. came back in the third period. He went yeah. behind the net, and Gouda started angling him, and he yeah. rimmed it out for Florida the other way. <laughs> Dude, <laughs> the the Leafs should put Zach Aston Reese back in the game so Gudas can turtle when he tries to fight him again. They, they, he's the he's the he's the Gudas he's the Gudas whisperer. They gonna get him in? Like he was no. pretty good for them. No, he's not going back. Where's where he gonna play? What's he gonna do? 
No, well, you I, should take I, out the guy you play nine minutes, I guess, if you don't want Giordano playing. But yeah, nah. yeah, but they want to those top guys in there, and they they yeah. want to like. I think they feel. I think that we're going to see the 11 and seven the rest of the way here, barring Matthew Nyes coming back, right? Matthew Nyes comes back. The equation changes because now you can't take Lafferty out, right? Like Lafferty's in the lineup. You need him in the series. He just, he's, he's able to have an impact on it night in, night out. Then you got to make a tough decision on defense. Actually, you know what? This is a good spot to do another positive thing is like, I liked Lilligren tonight and I thought that he was crucial on the Marner goal. Like if we want to run the table, I thought both, yeah, he just, it was smart heads up stuff for him in the ozone, which is sort of what you need if you're going to validate or or justify and him playing in the lineup. I, I liked I, I liked what I saw from Lilligren when he had the puck on his stick tonight. And he played, he played 16-19 tonight. Yeah. And for, for him in 11-7, that's way more on the high side than he's been. Like when he's been in with 11-7, I think he's been down around 11-10 some nights. So I think Keith felt the same way as you bunk that he was looking the best he's looked in the playoffs so far and he just confident it's with him it's the confidence it's the skating it's getting the puck and going north and i thought he just looked good with the puck and comfortable tonight for I, sure. I also think mccabe had been playing like 25 minutes a night or whatever the yeah. insane numbers have been yeah and he's paired with mccabe tonight that probably got them a couple McCabe, more tosses over the boards mccabe yeah. did not play a lot tonight fellas 1355 for mccabe yeah so I was going to say, he's not, he, it felt like he wasn't on the ice at all for yeah. the, like the re, the remainder of the period. Good but job, Dean Chenouth. That's uh, that's right. That that probably is right. I, I just will say with Lilligren to kind of close my point on him is most games he plays, especially in the postseason. In fact, I'll say every single postseason game I have seen him play, there have been those moments where you go, I shoot you guys a text, right? And I go, and that's the end of 37 for <laughs> the next game, right? That's yes. a staple in the group chat. Yeah, Didn't see one of those moments tonight. Never yeah. had one of those just he spooked the life out of me with a bad turnover or a soft play in his own end. Just confident stuff, like you said, Sammy. So I, I think, again, if you're looking for real silver linings here and ways back into the series, you might have found something with him. He just he seems to fit it, and he gave them good minutes tonight. Hopefully he can replicate it. Yeah. Uh, on the ways back into the series topic, a puck finally went through Sergei Bobrovsky. Mm-hmm. Anything yeah. there? I mean, that one. I thought he was really good for a couple really stretches good. of this game. Where I was, I sent the text to you guys where I was like, "Oh, he's still locked in." Like, I send that text every five minutes, though. It's just like no, <laughs> yeah. no. I, I don't. I don't talk about Bobrovsky that much. I hate goals. Uh, I just thought he. He looked locked in big yeah. time still. Like, I don't think this was like that puck squeaks through him and it's going to change him. I thought he was excellent again tonight, but the Leafs just didn't allow anything to the front. But you just the have to hope. Goes, the yeah. more likely he becomes the guy he really that's, is. Right? That's what I mean. Like, you just have to hope here that you play enough games that he turns into the real Bobrovsky. That's, mm. that's your only hope because. Does the lead he, slipper fit? Try it again tonight. Yeah, because he's had this is his best stretch of Florida Panther hockey ever by mm. far. Yeah, I don't watch all the Florida Panthers games, but I would be hard pressed to think that he could have played better than he did in game two. I will say that I, I'm not I, I didn't think he was just phenomenal tonight. Like he let in a soft goal, the second one. And what was like, can how many slot shots Borny tonight for the two teams? Because you know what, I'd be happy to get, have that right here. Um, yeah, because I just it wasn't exactly like he had Toronto at even strength seven two at Toronto for Toronto total in the game was ten six Toronto. 
Yeah. Okay. So even, even still, like I'm thinking about some of those chances, I got to imagine that the, the couple of Matthews ones get in there, right. Where he's going across the crease and he's barely got a piece of the puck. Like it, I I just don't remember like a big Bobrovsky save tonight that he made where I went, Whoa, you're right, Sammy. I thought he looked confident in there. Right. There was a couple of just plays where he just, he just ended it. He just went, nope, we're not doing this. I'm I'm on top of the puck. I got good positioning. He felt very solid in the net. But ultimately, again, he let in a soft goal, and I didn't think he faced a ton tonight. So it was his worst game. Let's maybe pivot this that. into the wall. Sure, but I just say part of that for Bobrovsky is have you ever seen the Leafs show less confidence on their rushes? They outchanced, uh, or sorry, mm. had five odd man rushes to Florida's one. They were awful to watch, like vile. Sick four I- on one tonight. Yeah, that was awful. Matthews and Yarncrock, like they was, they had some rushes tonight that they may as well dumped it in the corner and changed. Four on well, one no shot is got to be one of the low watermarks of the year. <laughs> I'm sorry. I, well, you mentioned four on one's hard though because you're like I have to pass here. Well, okay. actually, you're, you're, right. you're like you're like I have to pass this. Like if I don't pass this, I am the worst teammate of all time. The best guy. Yeah, just it's rip it. Just rip it. You're in the sweet spot in your sweet spot. Rip one low blocker like you do. And yeah. he was like, I got to make a weird pass here. That's yeah, definitely yeah, not going to work. But Harlem Globetrotter passes here. And the yarn crock one to me where Matthews and him are going in on the two on one and he has yarn crock on his strong side, right? Like he's yes. like, and no. he's like, I'd, ra- I'd rather just dump and change here then pass this off. he's like let me just risk this one into the corner instead of pass it to Yarncrock, who was apparently his best buddy for a long stretch of the season so yeah their odd man rushes tonight were not pretty three more years of Yarncrock. he better have a moment here soon oh because yeah i just it's do anything that is anything you know what do a gustafson thing where you do a net negative that you know just a bad play that can pop up so people can have a I, miss, I miss old gustafson tonight it was less exciting oh. without him out there we could have used a little yeah. excitement they should have they should dress seven every night and keep gustafson on the bench just in case they're losing and be like all right you get the play now <laughs> yeah, oh by the way i uh i just received confirmation from my stats guy jobo whose birthday is tomorrow who works on my show that 21 Block shots on Sportsnet's website is the correct number. So shout wow. out to me. Counting. A, a regular yeah. Stevie Fallon. Yeah. Yeah. baby. Right. That's right. Yeah. I just, it, it was very clear early on. Like I was like, how many shots? And I did the guess at the beginning and I was like, this is going to be something that we're going to monitor here. Um, By the way, if we're going to do MVP block shot of the game, it's the Tavares one in the third. Yeah. Yeah, no, he made some good plays. I, uh, you know, I understand he's not a fleet of foot, but uh, I, he's played some good hockey. No, I, I, I really liked him tonight. I thought he responded well. I Uh, love that shot. I love the shot from the net cam. It's always one of my favorite shots. And it's when the guy gets buried into the net and then they go to the net cam and it's like pointing up at him. And he always just looks incredulous. Like, he's like, why? What he was like hacking at Bobrovsky and Ekblad puts yeah. him in there. He's like, "What? What's going on? What?" Like he just had that look at his face, incredulous. I love the net cam shot of a guy in the net. One of my favorites in hockey. Ekblad has taken some liberties after the whistle oh around his God. He's greasy, year. man. He's yeah. really greasy. If That's you want to talk about liberties, I notice him. Yeah, the only time I ever see him. Yeah, that's true. It's like he shows up for those scrums. Yeah, <laughs> he just <laughs> appears. He spawns in front of the net, <laughs> cross checks yeah. someone in the throat. Yeah. Uh, okay. At the end of the game, uh, there was some liberties, eh? Got oh, a little yeah. greasy at the end there. 
two guys the Leafs have that do it, Achari and McCabe got into it, and all of a sudden you got Marner and crew going like, ah, oh, really? Bunk, what was no, your analogy? Mar- it was so good. Oh, uh, yeah. Marner looked like a little kid that couldn't swim in the pool, and he was just <laughs> staring at the lifeguard like, please, lifeguard, get me out of here. Because when Kachuk came over to him, it was very, very clear that he – yeah, and – Listen, if Matthew Kachuk came up and started roughing me up, I'd cry. So good for Mitch for even hanging in there for a second. But yeah, he was clearly just kind of eating some rabbit punches. And then like he was, he was in the pool, like, uh, like big, huge breaths of air looking for the official. Yeah. And uh, I mean, he knows Kachuk's like, well, I played junior with this guy. He's not going to retaliate at all. He's like, bang, bang. He lined at him. (laughs) Yeah, he was not messing around. He saw the and, opportunity, took it. Yeah, we got to talk about Wall. Too, eh? Okay. Yeah. Um, what did you guys make of Wall tonight? I don't know. And after like, all, do you have any impression of him? Yeah, I do. Quiet, okay. did his job, made the saves, didn't make me nervous. Like he just yeah. played goal. You know, I, I don't know that that's like a crazy compliment, but Samsonov some nights is pushing into the corners, and he's like a cat chasing a laser pointer in there, like. Wall just kind of tracked the puck. He stopped it. He caught it. Great. That's all you need your guy to do. He was great. I, I, I think, I think uh, the zigzags goalie could have got a win in there tonight. It was a quiet I was gonna night. Say, yeah. Like I, I really didn't like. I thought maybe one or two really good ones. Would you say how many slot shots? Six slot shots. Like I just, yeah. I didn't. I really didn't feel like he was in danger at all times. But I will say, I feel no different with him and net than I do with Samsonov. Like in terms See, of trust, this is like criminal and. This is, like this it's like, is where it's... what do you mean? Like I don't like I know Samsonov's been good, but like I don't have the, you know, I I don't feel like this guy's way worse than Samsonov by any stretch. I think that's where. No, I I just I oh okay, my can god, I just say hit Jesus. Christ. I need yeah. to just say I feel for Samsonov a little bit here because his team has scored two goals in six straight games. He's uh-huh. coming off of a series where I think that you could make a strong case that he was their MVP in the series against Tampa Bay. Like he was brilliant for them. So many nights for sure. Yeah. He out goalied Andre Vasilevsky. Vasilevsky was bad, but to me, Samsonov has not been a negative storyline so far in the Panther series. His team full of, again, star offensive players that make combined $40 million are mustering up two goals a night. And the other goalie played really well in game two and deserves credit. But all of a sudden, he can't play. He's hurt. And the Leafs play the number one block shot game of the century <laughs> and don't allow a single, like, good for Wall. I agree with you, Borny. Like, he's quiet in the net, and he just, you know, he killed some plays, no bad rebounds, didn't let in a softy. And I trust him too, Sammy. I'm with you. Like, I like Wall. I, I do think he's fine. I was advocating at the end of last show that I think he should play in this one because they need a spark. But... I just think the narrative against Samsonov has gone like really harsh that this is happening. Like Samsonov in the net tonight, maybe gets the shot. You think? uh, You think? uh, You think a goalie's uh, being mistreated by Toronto fans? What a shock! Yeah, I do. Wow! Wow! No way! (laughs) way. I'm so surprised. You think a goalie's hard done by? I'm so hard surprised to hear that take from you. (laughs) It's his original. I'm glad you gave us because, like, if he's available next game, I'd be like, no, no, no. But now that you mentioned that, it's like, yeah, boy. I don't know. You know, if he were available, what the right answer would be? Uh, I'm I'm torn on it too. 
number 60 between the pipes for your Toronto Maple Leafs. Joseph Wall. Like, yeah, no question. Like, like, I don't think we so. Talk, we, we talked to no, Peter Laviolette. We talked to get up one bad goal a game for like too many games. They, they, we had Peter Laviolette on today, and they talked about how uh, Brian Boucher got hurt in, was it in game three after they went down 3 nothing, And out of injury necessity, they had to put in Michael Layton, and they won four in a row. It's like, mm-hmm. these are the kind of things that happen. Like, if, if you're going to have a big comeback, it's a change of goalie, it's a change of lineup, it's this, it's that. Like, at this point, you're not going back to Samsonov. If, I, I think maybe for the next series, if you find a way to come back. But, like, I think it's Wall's net. I really do. And I think that may be crazy, crazy, but I just do. I do. I, I think that's wild. I thought the same thing going into this game, but then Wall made no spectacular saves tonight. I do think that if Samsonov's in net, he gets the shutout. He doesn't let in the one goal that happens that leaks through Wall. And I also just think this, that Samsonov this year was one of the best goalies in the NHL on home ice. And if you're talking about trying to steal yeah. this series and like What's a goalie that is, if you're talking about a goaltender that is going to steal you a game. <laughs> He's one and four I, at home in the playoffs. If you're talking about a goaltender that's going to steal you a game, I'm going to take the guy who has stolen them a bunch of games, who's been great on broken plays, and has been huge for the Leafs all season long. I'm turning back to my horse. All right. I think we'll see. I think you – who do you think is going to be right, Borny? I think Wall's going to play. I think they'll play Wall. JD has admittedly pulled me in his direction a little bit. But I need some time to think on this. It's a stupid post-game show. I, just, I think it's stupid hockey, though, where they're going to go with the whole thing of you don't mess with the winning lineup is going to win over anything. And they're going to say, Wall has gotten the one win in net, and he did the job fine, so you're not messing with it. Plus, yeah. they'll have the out of Samsonov, if you weren't good to go for this game, how are you going to recover in two nights from now, plus the travel? So I just don't, I don't know what Samsonov's health is, and I would guess that he's not going to be able to get a 100%. And I just think that what you do is... I still think, like I said, we said off the top of the show that the formula for Toronto is going to be pretty much this game just with a better, more dominant version of Matthews and Marner. And if you get that and you see that in game two and they're or game two, game five, and they're able to get their second win, man, that's going to be a lot of pressure on the cats all of a sudden. Like that is I, I've been getting it from Florida Panthers fans nonstop because they go, you don't give us credit. The all eight of them you, that are in my you've constantly. been getting it. Yeah, I know. Well, McKees, target, (laughs) buddy. Yeah, you are. You and I are targets. There's no doubt about it. By the, but buddy, like, there's none of them, and they're watching the show all grumbly. I don't care. Like, there was dressed like a seat night tonight at the arena for the first period. Like, they don't care. They couldn't get the they couldn't get the flag across because it's like yeah that's a that's a full seat job you got eight people there so (laughs) it's gonna be a tough one the towels Uh, on the scene aren't gonna move that flag there guys (laughs) 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 sorry Ford go ahead I was gonna drop a brand but I'm probably not able to for sponsorship but this is a double down let's put it that way from YouTube oh yeah well guess what winner winner lose this series Panther fans still no good. Yeah, no, I, I, I don't think I, I think it's very let's put it this way. it's Panthers Carolina in the next round. I I don't think the Panthers are selling out Eastern no Conference way. games against Carolina. Um but the point I was just gonna make is tonight, and hammer me all you want about it, Florida Panthers fans, the number one reason why you feel good about the Leafs in the series is not it's not about the Leafs. It's not like, oh, Joe Wall might get hot. Oh, well, the stars have more to give. It's like the Panthers suck they're a bootleg <laughs> they're nothing like 
There's nothing special about them that you go, oh my God, these guys are definitely going to beat you. Like even Kachuk they and were, Bennett. To, they were just, bad tonight. The yeah, Panthers like, where were, were they? full out bad tonight. Like that was a yeah. big, that's, that's one of the big stories. We kind of buried the lead here. Panthers stunk out loud tonight. Like they, did, they, were, they were not awful. good. No, they were not good. Like, Lord, yeah, I, tell I me just wrong. Kachuk got the fawning media profiles for a few days. Uh, no goals, four games. Um, yeah. That line, everyone's like, ah, Bennett, Cousins, Kachuk. This, what a playoff line is like. Cousins the greatest line Bennett. ever. Like, yeah, I, I understand Matthew Kachuk's a hundred and ten point. He's a unicorn of a hockey player. You know, he's unbelievable. That line's compared to top lines around the NHL. It's good. Yeah, they had zero impact tonight. They- complete nothings they had basically they won the narrative battle because they were coming off of the extremely hot series against boston and then in game one they caved in the leafs enough early on in the game that it forced sheldon keith to change the lines again and that's been the story for them that's been their win like yeah kachuk it hasn't really done too much anyway i just paul and paul reese nailed it absolutely if if the leafs were playing boston they were down 3-0 and boston was healthy right no, we would be eulogizing them completely. There would be that, that glimmer of hope people feel around the Toronto Maple Leafs. It's not Leafs. It's a little bit about the Leafs, but it's a lot about who they're playing. And the idea that like, hey, if you were ever going to come back on a team and make this history happen and be the sixth team ever, it's like 15. it's because the Florida Panthers team, that's kind of a one line group with Brahegi and a bunch of pretty forgettable players five years from now. I, yeah, I'm feeling that for sure, but I'm not getting ahead of myself here. Like, and I, and you know, I did eulogize them. So I don't know who you're talking to there. Like, yeah. <laughs> I did. Yeah. I've done it for <laughs> four days. So, yeah. uh, okay. You guys ready for rapid fire? Are we missing any other big topic or actually no. Borny, do you want to talk a little bit about, uh, I guess we did cover McCabe, right? We did that. Yeah. Yeah. We're good. Um, okay. So rapid fire time. How did Bunting not get four minutes when he was clearly cut by Listerinen? Did he scratch oh. himself? Did he? Did he no, have like something that he worked? I know, but did he give himself a little something while it was going on? Did he come <laughs> he up was, with that cut? He was like, uh, he was like Stone Cold Steve Austin at the 2001 Rumble. He was like cutting himself yeah, the blood razor down. blade. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I don't know. That's I mean, weird. Like that seems I, listen, like the I most cut and dry lip enough after a whistle. I, I wouldn't put it past him, but we, it is strange. The man was bleeding. It's a four minute penalty. It's cut I, and dry blood. Yeah. Four dumb rule probably, but it is a rule. I, I think the, I've never really thought about how dumb the rule is. And I hate that you said that because the second you said it almost paralyzed me with how dumb it is over here can draw penalties like every shift. I know it's, Uh, it's really great. It's like the most Canadian rule ever. It's like, Oh, you got a cut, eh? It's four minutes for you. (laughs) I stand by the rule because we got that Ovechkin clip that one time where he cut somebody open and he goes, maybe he's got thin skin. Uh, (laughs) Backstrom gets to four minutes. And I, and I, that, that mic'd up of Ovechkin saying that to the official is like actually my favorite Ovechkin moment ever. So uh, I just didn't understand it. And I, and I am kind of curious if we're going to get the explanation from Keith, like if a reporter is going to ask about it, because I was pretty dumbfounded, like the whole, t- I've never seen a time watching the game where a guy got cut open on a high stick and they got two minutes. That's Maybe a completely unprecedented a the surface and they didn't see it. I honestly, I got nothing for you, pal. Yeah, That's but they weird. saw the blood. That's yeah. the rule. You called the penalty and then his face is bleeding. It's like, that's how it goes, ref. I, I just don't understand it. Any rapid fires from you guys? 
Maybe the timekeeper in Florida couldn't figure out how to change it from a two to a four or something. So they had to, they had to just keep it with the two. You know, yeah. <laughs> um, sorry for slagging on Panthers again. They're, you know, I don't care. Off. Yeah. Uh, the 25 one guy on the Levitard show who claims he cares as much about the Panthers <laughs> as Leaf fans care about the Leafs is, is there ever been a more delusional take than that guy? Like no. it's the number one most delusional take on planet. Is that what happened? I didn't even hear about the Panthers as much as Leaf fans care about the Leafs. Like, buddy, you I don't know. Brooks Kefka no calling Ekblad a, a pylon because he loves the peas was a pretty strange <laughs> <thing> too. <laughs> it's just tough. Any rapid fires for you? Uh, Noel Achari, no. rapid fire, tough as nails. I do not know yeah. how he came back. That clapper where it hit him in the hand, I was like, oh, my God, that looked like it hurt so bad. And I'm like, oh, he's done for the game. And then the next shift, I just see him sprinting down the ice full speed, granite man plowing into somebody. I'm like, it's, this is just the 100th straight show where my rapid fire has been a praise for I Noah like Chari. <laughs> I love Noah Chari. Rapid fire time. Love Noah Chari. Want him back. Borny. That's it, buddy. I'm all, uh, I'm all out of bullet points. My last thing was just simply who comes out if Nice can draw in for game five. Is Nice close? Is that a possibility? I think so. I don't know. They said it was doubt- like it's a concussion, right? And they said he was going to be ruled out from the two games because the travel. But I don't know. Just if he can, that who comes out? A D probably for me. Yeah. Yeah. I can't think of Lafferty. Can't play too good. I, I think you could make a conversation. I don't think I, they do it, but McCabe, you could have the conversation. No, it's you probably Haller Lilligren. Trying to make McCabe out to be a Norris winner. Now you're taking him on the lineup. Like he's but he played 12 minutes tonight. He was awful. It's game to game. Like, yeah. I don't know. Like, you know, he played three more minutes than Gio did. I, I, I can, I'm not. Do you still have the ice time in front of you? Do you have Hall? I can, I can look it up right now. Mm-hmm. Um, but one, one, a Haller Lilligren probably if you can get an eyes in. Boy, uh, Hall was twenty-one, twenty-two tonight. God, see, this is the thing. He plays for them. Yeah, like, no. every, yeah. like nothing happened against tonight, and Hall played twenty-one something. Yeah. Dude, I, and of I course, have, I, no, everyone's quiet about him because he oh, just yeah. did his classic no, Hall night where did, nothing happens ever all night. <laughs> yeah, I know, guys. I, know. I swear to God, when Keith took out Justin Hall. It was just the two of them in a room and Keith was holding his hand and they were sitting down and they wept together, you know, like they, <laughs> like they, they cried hard. He was oh, like, no. I hate to do this to you. My number one candy baby, you know, I don't want to do this to you, but the pressure has counted <laughs> so much. I you hear what they're saying about you, baby. I can't put you out there again. <laughs> you know, I don't think it's true. <laughs> like, you know, I don't listen to what they say, but we have to. Are Hall's dolls back? Are Hall's dolls back, boys? Uh, well, Hall did make the horrific, horrific yes. read on that penalty kill uh, game ago that cost him pretty dearly. So I think you need a little bit more from Hall's dolls. Okay. But it's it just it's pretty evident that Keith trusts the guy and he looks at what he has on the right side and he says, "Yeah, I, I'm going to play you a lot." But it also does make sense too because, like you said, McCabe had a really rough night. You can't play Shen 20 plus minutes like leaning on him for that is where you get into the complete danger zone. He already moves like a statue. And so what are you also 1440 tonight, which is perfect for him. 1440 yeah, I, is right where you want him around there. 1514. I think that Hall's minutes are not so much a reflection of how good he is. I think it's just a pure reflection of what the the D is like the yeah. the other guys. 
Anyway, all right, uh, let's wrap the sucker up. You can listen to my podcast tomorrow. Uh, I'm on radio at 9 a.m. Subscribe to the JD Bunkus podcast as well. Subscribe to this podcast. Subscribe to Real Kipper and Born. All those do things like you're just trying to cover you. You know, we're gonna have more Leafs. All right, it's gonna be Leafs, Leafs, Leafs. All the rest of Ray here because they. Can I ask you guys? Yeah. Where's the hopo meter at? I gave you five percent on the show today that they would complete a comeback. I'll yeah. I'll take it up to twenty. Oh, bunk. I thought I was going to be the highest on the hopo meter. I was, I, I like, I get, again, I, this to me I is just based that off. Yeah. I'm so unimpressed by Florida that I just feel like, how could you not steal games from them? Uh, mm-hmm. So I'll say the hopo meter is 15%. No, nah, it's a little high. I think, yeah, I'm pretty right around that same number. Like, I think they're winning on Friday night. Mm-hmm. I think Friday night is the game. Weird. Well, okay. Friday night to me is almost like the series. Like I'll have the hope of Peter at hundred percent if they win on Friday night. Cause if you're able to just like win in front of those fans that are going to be the tightest people on planet earth who've paid yet again, big money to sit in the seats. <laughs> Take another kick in the teeth. Yeah. Oh my God. Yeah. Oh, those poor bankers that are going to be down there caring so much. Yeah. Just like, hold on. I think the game's back. Oh, we're going to get back out there to our seats. Uh, oh. Those guys. Oh, these, oh, these figures, these business figures. Oh, oh, is there a hockey yeah. game? <laughs> we're making deals. We're making deals here. The most sound vision of what like a banker discussion is. <laughs> Have you seen the figures on the phone? God. Uh, I think if they don't pee down their legs in game five and they're able to win it, that it's just all of a sudden, all of a sudden it's just, it's, it's like nothing happened. You're just in a normal series, like Leafs being down three, two, that doesn't really scare me. I think they could win two big ones. So I, I really feel like if they win game five, they're going to win game six. And then the, I, I've said this all along, the most predictable outcome here is that the Leafs find a pushback. They win a couple of these games they suck everybody back into the roll the core back, and then they lose in a heartbreaking fashion where they get goalied in a game six or a game seven. Everyone goes, well, are you really going to fire Dubas now? Ah, yeah. The expected goals in the series were... That's definitely Yeah, happened. exactly. Some nerd is going to roll out a chart and tell you that the Leafs <laughs> got completely screwed and that they have to bring all the guys back and then we're just in the torture chamber and I got to go live in the woods. So and the, yeah. the pa- So the passion meter, uh, Barney, you're 20%. Yeah. Bunk 10, 15. I'm, I'm, I, I think I'm really high. Like I said, I think they're going to win that. Okay. So then you're a hundred percent. The passion meter is at a hundred percent for JD Bunkus. Yeah. Like, I'm, I don't from, know what to tell I'm you. From like, zero, I I'm from zero to I'll go 12%. Okay. I'll take you. Welcome to the yep. team. Yeah. Here's what I'll say. The Leafs are going to be favored in every single game remaining in yeah. the series. The happiness hedge boys is it's back. It's yeah. back. Big <laughs> yeah. yeah, big money bets on Florida for sure on Friday yes. night. Like, yes. I'm not having my Friday night spoiled. I'll tell you, my brother's coming into town Friday. Nice. And then I, it's either going to be a happiness hedge loss, take that money to the bar after and be like, I hate this team. I can't believe I've ever even given my life to this team. Or it's going to be poor but go out and have drinks and go they're winning the stanley cup (laughs) it's one of the two it's one of the two on friday night a hundred percent with the bungus brothers uh all right so yeah subscribe to our podcast at real kipper and born uh the jd bunkus podcast hit the thumbs up for god's sakes thumbs up 
hit it on the YouTube thumb, channel. If you're thumb, still watching thumb. this right now, God's sakes, you have to do it. It takes you one second. You're a scumbag if you don't do it. Uh, <laughs> and follow us on Twitter and Instagram at JD Bunkus, at Sam A. McKee, at JT Bourne. Reach out anytime, and we will see you Friday night after Game 5 back here in Toronto. Thanks for listening. Thanks for watching.